Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. We're here doing it once again. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another installment here from the Larry D Studios. That's right. Uh, we are doing the podcast again. Just to inform you, we told you we're going to be rebranding it. We're closer with each week. so Right. There's there's a lot more to it than you think. Switching over, we got to do our logo. We got to change a lot of things, get a new web or a email. A, right. New hosting, everything. Right. A new RSS feed so it shoots out to y'all. Right. Anyways, stay tuned. We are going to keep you informed. <clears throat> we are working diligently. That's right. Anyway, before we get started, as usual, we want you to hit that subscribe button because we love hearing from you. And uh, right. we love you to follow us. I, I heard something that I thought was kind of funny. Like if you listen to your podcast on an app. Right. They say... I want you to tap that app. Oh, damn. Well, there you go. I want you to tap that <laughs> app. And uh, if you got a haunting story or anything you want to share with us, you can get in touch with us at late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. Now, like I said, we're rebranding. That's going to change. Until then, that's how you do it. Right. And even if you have extra money, anything you want to share with us. Yeah, send it to us. We'd be glad to take it. Even your grandma's gold tooth. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Here's to you, our traditional shot. That's right. Oh, yeah. I like it. So today, the subject we want to bring to you once again is Sasquatch. Right. And, and it's something we've uh, talked about. We talk about a lot off the mic. We've touched on it before, but it's about the question, kill or no kill. Right. And... and I'm talking several episodes back. We did one on kill or no kill when they first announced in Oklahoma the that hunting. They, they wanted to open hunting season on Bigfoot. And we talked about that. So we're going to kind of revisit that again today. Right. But we're going to take it a step further and, and we're going to discuss what it would take to prove Sasquatch to the scientific or to the world, actually, right. without killing one. The existence without killing. So, as we were, I was telling my brother, I was watching a couple of series this morning, and uh, it seems like, you know, down in Louisiana, down in Texas, down in the south, where it's the swamp monster or whatnot, the skunk ape, they have the philosophy, all these people that are making a series for discovery, travel, or whatever, they think we need to kill one so we could, their words, <clears throat> quote, we need to kill one to acquire the body so that we could study it to see what it's made of and what it does so we can learn how to protect it. Right. I, I, I don't agree with that. I think we can learn to protect this creature without killing it. Right. Now, and, now there's other species that have been, uh, of course, they killed. Uh, the funny thing about the human race is they'll kill something to extinction or the point of extinction before they protect it i mean and we kill it to learn about it too i mean uh, all of you if you're me and my brother's age you remember going through junior high school and that's the time when you start switching classes thinking oh i'm growing up i'm cool almost high school but one of your classes biology and you dissect a frog or a little pig yeah to or learn, a cat <laughs> right or a cat to learn what's inside and what makes it tick right now uh, 
I mean, I, I, that's, that is one scientific way, but... Right. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It all depends on your point of view. We had students in our class that uh, brought a note from home. They wouldn't do it because it's against their beliefs. All right. But uh, I think with the Sasquatch, it's, it's a whole different ballgame if they are as human-like as we've heard. And, and and that's the other thing that brings me to because you hear that one hand, we need to, a body to prove that it exists and what it's made of and maybe learn the habits. And then you hear the other side of the fence that says, I had it in my sights, but I couldn't. it looked too human. Right, I couldn't pull the trigger. Right. So <clears throat> I guess this question that we're putting out to you today is it depends on your beliefs and would you be willing to kill one to learn about it? Or would you prefer we kind of acclimate ourselves to their surroundings so that they come around us more so we could study it, kind of like Jane Goodall did with the girls? Right, right. I, I think, to me, that would be the best option. Now, um, I, I'm not much of a kill type of person. Right. The only way, personally, I would kill one is if I was in a life or death situation myself. Right. But even then, <clears throat> you know, to shoot one, it's been proven that they're almost always never alone. Right. I And, and you're right. If it comes to life or death, uh, then by all means, protect yourself. Right. But just to kill it, to study it, I'm not sure. Uh, and you're right. They're always in groups, whether you want to believe it or not. So, you know, th that brings me back to my encounter. There was one that, uh, m the first one that made itself known that it was there to us, you know, yelling or whatever it was doing. And there was one behind us we didn't even know about. Right. So if we would have took a pop shot at that one, the one behind us would have been on us before we knew what would happen, what was happening. Right. And, and that kind of leads you to believe do you remember Todd Standing's discovering Bigfoot the the scene where he uses the flare to chase right. him off and from the side he you see a piece of wood come and they took him out they knocked him out so I, I see it as the same you may shoot that one but you may get a boulder that's going to smash your skull in from the other side right exactly <clears throat> now um everyone says how they're human like uh there's always the question that do they use tools but you got to remember they are wild animals you know and uh you know that's why people discourage the gifting where you leave food out Right. But like I said, it, it all depends on who you are, your point of view. I mean, it does. Uh, when I talked about my encounter, this, the second time I went back, the first time I took him, we had left a piece of chicken out on a log. And some people, you know, they criticized us for that. But when we went back the next week, the chicken was gone and there was a footprint. It was half in the mud, half in the grass. But right. we know what ate it. Well, we know. We, we, yeah, we do. Um and, and that's another thing, you know, how do we acclimate ourselves to get involved with these creatures? Do we keep gifting till they get comfortable? Uh, I mean, does it take a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years? It could take a I, lifetime. I, I don't know. It could possibly, because look at Todd Standing. He's been doing this for 25 years out in the forest. And yeah, Jane Goodall and, yeah. dedicated her life. Oh yeah, Jane Goodall. She was a young woman when she started. By the time she ended her research, she was an an old woman ready for retirement. So it does take a lifetime to learn about a creature. Now, I did also see some interesting things that uh, 
pointed out to why when hunters have this creature in their scope, they think it's so human-like. On some of these series, you know, Finding Bigfoot, blah, blah, and even this one I found on the internet, just searching images of Bigfoot and whatnot, and you go down the rabbit hole, there was a picture of what we call a Neanderthal. Now, we found Neanderthal, and we know, uh, according to, you know, uh, anthropologists we broke off from neanderthal and there were like eight species of human and for some reason some died we homo sapiens sapien we survived they think we walked with neanderthal for quite a while uh but they took the sculpture the bones of a neanderthal and they used all this computer generated imagery 3d imagery and you know how they recreate them with the computers and you, they did it as bald, and he kind of had a cone head, and then they put hair on it, and they said, perfect Sasquatch. This is what people describe. So it's basically a Neanderthal <clears throat> covered in hair. Right, right. And, and the, we all know the Neanderthals had a bigger brain than us. They were more robust, more powerful. So they had bigger muscles, more muscles, so they could have traveled like the Sasquatches at rapid speeds. Right. So why do you think, what sets us apart? Why did we flourish and they did not? Well, I don't, here's the thing I've heard on, on that subject is because we flourished. They said we know how to make tools and we learned and we adapt how to use our brain more, right? Right. But now to come to think, they say, no way. They said Neanderthal man had a bigger cranium, which had more brain capacity. Some scientists will argue that they were smarter than us, that we should have faded out right. and they should have survived. So that's still up in the air. Right. And I think that we just figured out how to develop our brain. Well, better than they did. May, because they may have had a, a bigger brain, a bigger capacity, but if if humans are learning something, they repetition. So they learn it, they teach it to their kids. It's not lost. Right. They learn something else. You know, we were good at retaining knowledge, but maybe we got better at learning and teaching. Right. Well, here's my theory. That's a good theory that you point out, but here's my theory. Neanderthals lived off the earth like we did. Homo sapiens sapien, we walked with them. We lived off the earth for, for a while. I think the split came when we decided to become sedentary. That means that we became villages and surroundings. We we wanted to farm agriculture, uh, husbandry, where we raised cattle, sheep, and chickens. We didn't want to be nomadic anymore. And I think Neanderthal said, that's not what I want. They kept traveling across the land bridges. They were nomadic as where we became sedentary. So we learned to use our brains in a different way. Right. Because they say, if when we go to the forest, we're like babies the force will swallow us up if if we don't have some familiarity with it as these creatures could wander a forest and as they walk through it supposedly they remember every stick every stone so their brains are attuned to a different type of environment that ours are right our, we're sedentary villagers city dwellers they're still nomadic. Right. And and another thing that uh, our brain does keep us from being swallowed up by the forest. Right. Because we've learned how to make firearms. That's right. We've learned how to make fire. Right. So even if uh, you go camping, 
if there's a wild animal, you may not have a gun, but there's a chance somebody down the road does. Right. And here's my thing. Do you see how you just just described how our brain works different? Right. We use tools as what they call them. Right. Yet these creatures survive out there for generations and centuries off sheer power and might. Right. There's not a creature that's going to come around them. As to where we would need to use a firearm or a spear to keep the, the predators away. Or fire. Fire's the best tool. As to where these creatures have developed their surroundings, they've become the apex. There's not a creature that's going to attack one without him either snapping its neck mm. or ripping it apart because of sheer power. Right. And that's another thing the Neanderthals had. Right. And, and, and uh, you know, to tie it in with uh, what we're talking about, kill or no kill, uh, one thing we have done, and the Sasquatch are, if they are as intelligent as people say, they've seen man out in the forest killing. And I think that's why they, when they see us, if they don't see us armed, they escort us out. Right. If they see us armed, they avoid us at all costs. And right. wouldn't you? Now, I, I've... Uh, that's survival. Right. I, I heard an encounter story from a, a forest ranger. He he was back in the woods in his pickup. He got out of his pickup to go check something. Uh, right. But uh, when he was away from his pickup, they came out and they escorted him back to his pickup. He had a, a sidearm, but he said... I've never drawn it. Well, there's there's that thing again. If you know there's more than one, you're like, I, I could get him. It may take all six rounds. Right, to, and, and, to and that's what he was worried about. But, you know, there's that theory that when, when we enter the forest, they sense our vibrations. They know our intentions. So maybe they thought this guy has a firearm, but he's not looking to use it. So right. we could kind of escort him out and they're you know, we'll still be safe. Well, and, and there again, that takes me back to how we utilize our brain and where we split in right. the evolutionary process. And I don't mean evolutionary as Darwin, where we went from monkeys to humans. I mean evolutionary as where you learn your surroundings, you learn how to use the tools, you, you develop, you evolve. Just like we went from rubbing sticks to create fire to now we, we could shine some of these little held, handheld lasers and, and start fire. a fire. Yeah. Uh, that's how far we've come. That's what I mean. As to where these creatures, their evolution keeps them in the forest, in the natural. Which, if we didn't have firearms, if they dropped us out there with nothing and we had to survive like them, we wouldn't. Right. They would survive and we would perish. Right. Now, there's some uh, people who would survive who are uh, forest savvy. Yeah, the fine girls that give themselves to the male big feet. <laughs> well, if that's what it takes for survival, guess what I'm doing? <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, okay. but getting back to the kill thing, like I said, that uh, forest stranger, he was escorted out because right. maybe they sensed he wasn't going to use it. Well, I now, mean, in yeah. the big thicket, there's a lot of hunters. I know there's a lot of feral hogs down in Texas. What? A lot of hunters. So maybe they think these guys, they're poised, they're ready to kill. So that's why they're more aggressive. And and you got a point, but, you know, it seems like down in the south where these squatches are more aggressive and why they are, I don't know. But we, we covered that topic as well. But here's the thing. They don't care if you have a firearm. They're like... 
I, I, they remind me of like uh, the new Planet of the Apes movies. They're down there in the forest and they're, they'll <clears throat> wage war on you. Well, maybe they've already seen so much from mankind down there that, you know, they don't discriminate. You know, they just want them all out of there at any cost. Right. Yeah. But um, I, I don't think we need to kill one. I think, like you said, we need to take the Jane Goodall approach. Uh, and when we go out to the mountains... We're, we're not necessarily gifting, but we're there. Uh, we've, we've had them around us, uh, you know, so close they'll, they'll scare you. Right. I mean, uh, we, we don't get that class A sighting because it's pretty darn dark out there at night. It is. But it, uh, we, we is. hear them making noise. We hear them yelling. Um, maybe one day they'll just start coming closer and closer the more we go out there and the more they get used to us. Right. And on, on that note, because of where we go, I'm just going to add this little topic here. I have a neighbor, and uh, he's camped his grandfather-owned land up there where we go in the Amos. And uh, he tells me all his life, he's he thought that people that talked about Bigfoot up there, that it was just a hoax. Now, he swears that he's had several encounters, and, and he's told me, he doesn't care if I believe him or not. And he's told me about his UFO sightings he's seen in the New Mexico area when he's been out hunting. And I don't call his bluff. I say, I, I believe you. Well, he kind of thought that I was bluffing when I told him we go up to the Hamas because my brother had a squatch experience. Long story short, we were talking the other day and he came up to me and he said, do you remember we always talk about you going to the Hamas and you looking for... Sasquatch, he says, and uh, I said, yeah, we, we still go and we always will go because we have our interactions. And he said, I, I kind of was calling your bluff. He said, but I asked some of my friends that were hunters and we went up there and he said, uh, they said, yeah, there's multiple constant sightings of Bigfoots up there. So his words to me were like, that's where I'm never going camping again. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, after my encounter, those were my exact same words. Well, actually, mine's more, more like, I'm never going to the forest again. Right. No, and, and uh, he just said, I, I got verification from my friends that what you're telling me is true. Other people are seeing right. it, saying it, and it's, you know, and he said, so if you can have that many witnesses, he said, they look at me when I tell them about my UFO sighting like I'm crazy. So he got verification from a third party that what we're talking about on this podcast, the activity we have, has been verified. We're not the only ones. Right. Maybe it's not the spot we go to. We wait till they come to us. And, and you know, but, we've watched the television shows and stuff, and they go looking for Bigfoot or finding Bigfoot. I don't think you, you're going to do that. If you go out and you find one, I think it's going to be a chance encounter. Right. Uh, I think they'll come to you. You have a better chance that well, way. Well, let's take that to uh, Expedition Bigfoot se uh, Season 1, Episode 7, when uh, Mira, is her name? Maya. Maya, whatever, they're camping Maria. out. Yeah, before they find the children's cemetery... Uh, cemetery they're talking about how we're, we here we are looking in their yard. We're looking for them in their backyard. Come nighttime, we go to bed down. Now they're at our door. Now they're hunting us. They I, found us. That's how it is. Right. You're not you're not going to attract them because they are going to avoid you, and for good reason. 
we're we're a violent, destructive race. Right now, I think we've had a uh, good luck because uh, you know maybe they they could sense our intentions. We're right. not there for any violence or destruction. No, we're not, and that's back to the question we asked: you kill or no kill? Right. Me and my brother want the Jane Goodall experience if we could have it. Now, if these creatures come and they're violent, and well, we're gonna give them what we have you know lead poisoning maybe but <laughs> or maybe the pythons that's right <laughs> but no we'll protect ourselves so we don't go up there as hippies thinking and not to offend any of you hippies because you're all dope growers and you're violent but <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding just kidding don't get offended but no we go up there with the intention that we want to see them we like a little interaction a peaceful but interaction. a peaceful one but if you you think we're gonna be violent um you'd have to initiate it right i could take bluff charges but i can't take physical destruction of maybe my campsite or or where you know this isn't a bluff charge he's right. coming for right now i do carry a firearm in the in the forest and uh i recommend you do too even if you're not going squatching any if anyone who goes in the forest without a firearm in my opinion is uninformed and, and very brave. foolish. You are brave. Right, because Sasquatch aside, we've run into mountain lions, bears. Right. You know, you get between two bull elk in a, in the rut, they're going to stomp all over you. Right. And we have seen campsites on our way to our site that are, you know, we're cruising down in the day, just going to where we go because people don't go. But we go through the other, look at the other campsites, seeing what people are doing. They're crowded. Maybe that's why they're protected. But we see them out there and we know they don't have no protection. It's a Subaru with six Girl Scouts. and, and Right. But, but like you said, safety in numbers. Right. And, uh, you know, even if the Sasquatch were to go and observe them, most campers in... We hate when they come close to us, these kind of campers, but right. they're noisy. And uh, if there was somebody shaking a tree, they wouldn't hear it anyway. Right. No, it's, it, and I do hate the noisy ones that come out there. And We had one one night, remember? Yeah, we did. Well, we, we, we stood in, in our spot for three nights. And on the last night, we got some neighbors and they just killed it because we had activity the first two nights. But they came and they get loud. They want to play cards. They want lights everywhere. It's like, look. Right, turn off all your lights. Let's go dark. Right. Why do you have all these lights? What's the point of coming to the woods? Right. You should. You could have stood home and did that in your backyard. Right. But uh, I think our approach is the peaceful. You know, no kill. It is, but let's not fool yourself. We don't go up there unarmed. Right. No. 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 Like I said, there's other reasons to be armed. That's right. No. No. We we are armed and we'll protect ourselves. But we do want. We don't want to kill them, people. That's, no. Now you're hearing our perspective. Right. And we don't want like uh, in was it in Oklahoma where they put the big hunting out or. Right. Yeah. No. 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 Um, I agree with Todd Standing. He. He does all this, whether it's fake or not. He does it for a damn good reason. He wants them to have their sanctuary property, their land, just like buffaloes in Yellowstone. Right. He wants them to be protected, and they should be. Right. Until we can either integrate with them or communicate with them or, or let them know that we're no threat. 
But bottom line is we're always going to be a threat to them because we are destroying this planet. Right. I mean, their habitat. How can they trust a race that kills each other? That's right. So I, I, I agree with Todd Standing. If these creatures are real, I would like them to have... Of course, it's going to be useless because they're nomadic. They'll go where they'll go and no one's going to stop them. Right. But, you know, uh, at least, you know, in the forces, it's out there. If you see these creatures, walk away. Don't right. just go about your business. Don't don't try and kill them. Don't threaten them. Don't let engage them. <laughs> let them live their life because you're out there enjoying right. and living yours as well. Right. How would you like it if you were in your backyard uh, gardening? And somewhere? and I jumped over your fence and I said, oh, look, that's. That's a suburbanite. Shall we kill it to study yep, it? Yep, exactly. All right, no, uh, yeah. Yeah, now Same you were thing. saying uh, about Todd standing, whether it's, it's fake or not. Now, I can't say that his footage is fake. His footage, he has some good footage. But as far as Bigfoot, I know they're not fake. Mm. I know what I saw that night. I know what I experienced. All I got to say is if you people like Todd, uh, Todd standing, which I do, but if you like Les Stroud and you've watched his series, go watch some of his, not not just the Bigfoot series, season seven, watch the commentaries where he comments on the series. And he'll right. tell you, he has respect for it. He said, he himself said, you know, if this was going to be something that Les was going to pull off, was going to cost him a lot of money, not only that, he would have had to known that I was going to be up there with him at this spot, at the right time, at the right place. Right. And it couldn't have happened that way. Right. And Especially when they were hearing some squatch calls. Right. And not only that, the tree structures out in the middle of nowhere, right. trees that you would need heavy heavy machinery, explain that, you know. Right. And and like you said, Todd Standing's got some beautiful footage of these creatures' faces. And he said to pull that off would be, it would cost, a lot of money. It would be Hollywood budget. Right. And you're going to do that just to convince people? He said, it's better just to do your thing and save right. that money. But he did it. And he also did say, if these pictures in this video is authentic, it's even better footage than the Gimlin Patterson film. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, um, it's strange how... Uh, the, the, well, it's not strange. The Patterson-Gimlin film has stood the test of time. It has. But right now with the Todd standing, everyone's so quick to debunk it. They are. So um, why? Because it's crystal clear in 4K. I mean... If, right. But you know what? There's a lot of non-believers about the Patterson-Gimlin uh, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but, we're going to get But that. nobody can prove it's a fake. But here's my thing. When, when we watched on some of the last footage when Todd standing got chased off the mountain... He had that big firearm. He could have killed. Back to kill or no kill. He could have shot and killed these creatures. But, but that's he, not what he's about. That, he chose not to. He's about protection. That sidearm, and that's a desert eagle. That's a big motherfucker. And he's about last resort if it's right. my life or theirs. But some of the footage he got, especially the big male looking under the log, it does look like an ape. Yes, and, and and let's face it, people. We we do favor apes, uh, chimpanzees, apes, gorillas. We are there with them. So, 
I believe we should not kill this creature. And that takes me back to say, since we look so much like them, maybe the Anunnaki did come down and see us. Right, right. And uh, and it's funny because uh, that maybe that's why, uh, even though they have a bigger brain capacity or bigger right. brain, why we developed differently. And uh, we did. And uh, fast. We we did we did fast. Hold on, they did just as fast because everyone out there that's like either hunting squatches or they're like you know these they're like these creatures they avoid us so much they got to be that good. That does not come. Can cattle and deer and bears they avoid us? No, they run into us and they're like do, do, do. oh hey yes. how are you doing? These creatures they have thought they have intelligence now now they do have thought and an intelligence and they are they're elusive <clears throat> now is that are they really that elusive or because like you said we started civilization and with civilization you lose some of your senses not really lose or your skills you just gain new ones i i think here's where the split was when we did become becoming sedentary like i said and that starts with the fertile crest back in the Middle East, the time about the Bible when it was getting rid of Pharaoh, blah, blah, blah. That's when we started to really settle down and, and farm agriculture, husbandry. And that's when we broke off. These creatures just went their way and right. they said, we're going to live in the forest like we always have. We're going to live off the land. But my point is that's their element. That's right. But we came off and, and look what we've done with how we're going to live off the land and We've destroyed it as they've, they could live off the land and keep it pristine. Right. We, we, uh, we abuse it. They respect it. We tried to, we were creating something. Uh, we let technology, it, it made us lazy. We, we did it to make our life easier it at any cost. Us. Pacified well, us. Well, we, we destroyed our earth to make our life easier. Wait, destroy, we're still destroying. I'm not, but, uh, well, yeah, but my, my point is about we're in the forest. Okay. Yes. Their footprints disappear. We lose them. Now turn it around. If they're following us in the city, we could duck behind and get an elevator. Yeah, of course. I'm just saying that, yeah. uh, that's, that's what I'm getting at. The environments are different. Right. The, the evolution became different. And when there's a lot of sightings, but there would be more, but. I've experienced it. I go hiking the Sandias. We go to the Hamas. I see other people hiking and their eyes are on the ground. Right. There could be one in like in the Survivor Man. Right. The in ones the in trees. the trees. They would never know. Well, And that's because people don't want to know. And see, like you and I, we've done research on Bigfoot. Right. We, we've looked at it, other people's evidence. We're, we're, we know a lot of the sounds because we've heard them ourselves. Now, we hear these sounds... Uh, the rock clicks, the tree knocks, the yells in the forest. And, you know, there's nothing else that could do that. Elk don't, elk bugle, but they don't yell like that. Right. No, you, you know what a deer call is, an elk call, a turkey call. Yeah, yeah, we know the sounds in the forest, but some of the sounds we've heard are like foreign. Right, right. They, they, uh, they're there, but they're different. Right. You, you've never heard them from any other animal. And a little thought and common sense... You know, what kind of animal in the forest could rip off a branch and smack a tree with it? Right. But uh, anyway, in conclusion, let's not kill them. Let's, there, there's got to be a different way. I, I agree. Killing's not the answer because 
Right, and you I, know, you you can't study the habits of someone that's dead. And we are both ex-military, and we will both say, not only Sasquatch, but people, killing is not the answer. It's not. I mean, uh, we live in crazy times right now. There's an arms race going on again with a, a different country. The Soviet Union collapsed. Um, there's tension everywhere, but you know what? People don't hate people. Our governments hate each other, and they pit us against each other. That's right. Why? Why should we go fight for the governments? Right. That, Let them do it. That they. It's their agenda. They want you to rule a land so that they could profit off right. the natural resources. Basically, we, we want to live in harmony with our neighbors, right. and our Sasquatch are the neighbors too. That's right. We. we I, I want my son to bang as many Middle East girls as he can. Oh, did did I say that? Whoa! Wow. Wow. You let meant me, milk as many camels. That that I, I wanted him, <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I want my son to ride as many camels as he possibly can. There you can go. There you go. Without being shot at. And at, uh, maybe it's since we're getting older, we're turning into hippie, hippies. Yeah. Peace and love. That's all Peace, love, brown rice, peace, pot, and microdot, whatever right. you choose. And, brown, anyway. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> we hope you like what we brought to you. Stay tuned. We're going to bring you more. And if you got any ideas, we told you how to get in touch with us. Do it, man. Right. And we as want a, to hear from you. As a wise man once said, say it, don't hairspray it. Or 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 call in. <laughs> call yes. in. Call in. Send us an email. Let's hook up. Let's talk about this. I'm, I am on this. When we rebrand, the phone number will always be out there. So we want you to call in because we need to talk to you. We just don't want to talk at you. We want to talk with you. Right. Those are the best, the interview, the interaction. That's right. And don't forget to tap that app. Try it. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.